Sorry, I was getting my shit ready because. Oh shit! Oh man! Dude, give me one more. Give me one more. <laughs> how long did you spend learning how to do the fucking Pacific Rim riff? Not that long, because it's pretty. Yeah, easy. that's cool. <laughs> I was like, I gotta learn this shit. Mm-hmm. Hey. What's up? So as you guys can probably tell, uh, me and Sean are ready to talk about the new season of Roseanne. The reboot just aired tonight. <laughs> We're going to talk about Roseanne. Give me one second. Oh, we back. Oh, we back. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. Oscars, I think, was the Oscar talk. Our quote unquote Oscar which, talk was our Which last was like one. two weeks after the Oscars. Yeah, it was. Oh boy. Yeah, we completely forgot what had fucking happened to the Oscars. Whatever, we do it when we can. Nothing really ha- what were we gonna do? Go see Tomb Raider or, or a Wrinkle in Time? I actually considered seeing Wrinkle in Time, but I considered seeing both, but I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I ended up doing it. Um, but I I saw Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, we both did. Oh, I was also gonna do a bit that we were gonna talk uh, I was gonna say uh the movie that we're going to be talking about this week is about a bunch of teenagers in a giant robot suit fighting monsters. We're talking and about the Power Rangers movie. It's funny, too, because I I kind of inadvertently watched Power Rangers 2 to get myself ready for P-Rim, I guess. Yeah. Or, sorry, Power Rangers 1 to get we're, myself ready for P-Rim 2. We were kind of talking um, about that. Let's just talk about the Power Rangers movie because it's, like, pretty good. <laughs> It's not bad. Yeah. Which is better than, far better than it probably deserves. It's like an unbalanced movie, which is what hurts it the most. But, like, I gave a shit about the characters and what was going on. You know what? It's a lot like Pacific Rim 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of unbalanced. Um, the first half is better than the second half. Um, really? Okay. Right? Is that, I don't know. Except, eh, that's not, eh. Maybe not. No, I think well, it's a little more peppered. It's a little more uneven throughout, but yeah, Power Rangers is just like we're gonna have all of the fighting all at the very end, and Pacific Rim does the same. Mm. All the kaiju only show up in like the last like half hour, and then it's like nonstop. And Power Rangers does the same thing. Like once they get in their Zords, it's like nonstop action for like twenty. Kind of how Man of Steel was too. I feel like once Smallville happens, it just like goes. Yeah. No, it's That's true. like kind of a tr- it's kind of a trend lately where like the second act is like half of it is the second act and then the second half of the second act is really the third act and then it's just like 50 minutes of third act. Yeah. No, it is. And it's just like yeah, and it's not like there was any real like not really like 
Power Rangers works because it's like definitely extend. It's just extended catharsis uh, for that entire mm-hmm. time, and it works for the most part. It just I think it it tips it goes too far into it. Like there's so like doing that fucking Kanye song, and like they're just like shooting things and fighting for so long. Yeah, and the Megazord fight's kind of awkward, but it's also like fine. You know what I mean? Uh, it's also a movie that ends with them punch it backhanding the villain to the moon, uh, which. As we had texted about, Sean is the greatest thing ever. And I I burst out laughing like almost hysterically. I was just like, did, did I really just see that? I I think I did because at that point the movie had, when I saw it in theaters, the, it it had won me over, and I think it had won me over because there's that part where it's right after they get in the suits and there's like two minutes of them fighting people in suits. And then they're in their Zords for the rest of the time, which is, like, kind of bullshit because the the Mm -hmm. part where they're in their suits is, like, really, like, it's fun. And only one of them uses their weapon. It's, like, everyone had, like, a weapon in the old show. Like, just everybody can get it. Like, how much, how cheap was this thing? God damn it. $100 million. Jesus Christ. I thought it was under. I thought it was under, under 100. It's not that much. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like it was under 100. Um, Yeah. yeah, uh, So did Pacific Rim, too. Um, (laughs) And it was definitely more than 100 million dollars. It felt cheap. Their suits, their Jaeger suits look really shitty in this one. Um, Sean, you're you're pulling a me. You're not even eating cereal. I know. What are you eating, buddy? I mean, I mean, pasta. I knew it broke. Uh, Uh, I knew it was spaghetti or something. Yeah. Penne. Mm. Um, I'm done. I'm done eating now. Was um, it Benne? The Benne? Benne. Benne. Dan Chamberlain, right? Cooking show. What was it? Have you seen that? Dan Chamberlain has like a cooking video. No, I don't. I don't know what the words it's, you're saying to me. <laughs> you know Dan? Oh, you don't know Dan Chamberlain? Okay, no. I will send you some of his stuff. He's hysterical. Okay. Um, so P Rim Two Uprising. Oh, it's just P Rim Uprising Pacific Rim P Rim U, as I like to call it. Which I think we also said yeah, it's kind of yeah, it kind of is though. Like I would have liked if they leaned into it more, where it was like. Uh, Ooh, I have notes by the way. Let me get my notes. Oh, get your fucking notes. Well, I'll talk about how I wish it was more like a college movie, where I guess Scotty. When you said yeah, when. When you said you wanted to go short, I was like, perfect, because I have notes. I can power right through it. Yeah. Well, short for us. Like, let's see if we can reel it in. Have a more concise review discussion. Uh, do you want to talk about the first one at all before we get into it? I rewatched it just, like immediately before seeing two. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that. I forgot that I don't remember Charlie Hunnam's character's name. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, like, I don't. What is this character's name? Rally Beckett and I it took me a minute to remember because he's just like it's like fucking Charlie because he's not Charlie he's not even Charlie Hunnam he's fucking Charlie Hunnam what's his name like that's his character it's Charlie Hunnam and then you get frustrated that you know Charlie Hunnam's name and then you're just like whatever (laughs) who cares yeah he uh, he's a renegade pilot category four the biggest one we've seen yet codename Knifehead Let's let's bump uh, forearms. Yeah, that's what they do. You know the for, the forearm, yeah. Um, and show off our rippling abs. Um, yeah, my name's Riley. They weren't gonna stop coming. There's a lot of teen abs in this movie too. In the sequel, oh, we're um, gonna talk about. Child. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the straight up child soldiers <laughs> when we get around to it. Yeah. So. Um, 
it's Pacific Rim one was directed by Guillermo del Toro, mm. who everyone slept on until this year. Everyone was like, uh, except what? I guess for Pan's Labyrinth, I feel like the mainstream kind of slept on Guillermo del Toro. You know, yeah, Pacific Rim one. If you remember, well, f- just talk about box office real quick. We're getting real tangenty, but. Uh, Pacific Rim One. No, I think that's. I mean, it, that's the reason why we have a sequel. Really, is because of China. Well, yeah, it made like four hundred something, a little over four hundred million worldwide, which isn't that much because it cost one hundred eighty million dollars to make, um, which is a lot. Which is a, that's a shitload. That's twenty thirteen money, I think. Uh, yeah, and th- honestly, the fucking first one looks amazing still. Uh, the big. Oh yeah. The the best thing about the first one is that it's. Obviously, 100% like inspired by anime and stuff like that. But the if you took that movie and like made it an anime, you wouldn't have a single reason to change any of the frames. Like every single shot would look exactly the fucking same, like Mm -hmm. shot to shot. It looks like a live action anime. Like there's so much all the lines and there's so it's a it's so fucking good. Um but Del Toro made it, and it, oh, that's what I was saying. Uh, it's opening weekend. Grown Ups Two beat it. They opened. What? They opened against each other, and Grown Ups Two beat it, and everyone was like, "What the fuck?" And oh my god, which is when like people are talking about like, "Oh, Pacific Rim, you finally beat Black Panther because it dethroned ba- Black Panther from being number one of the box office." It's kind of like, no, nah, I mean that's just because like it was something was due. <laughs> To, like, make that happen? Well, that's the thing. Black Panther is five weeks at number one, which hasn't happened since, like, Avatar. Yeah. And no one's going to remember. But people are going to remember Black Panther, I think. But I don't think anyone's going to really remember this. I don't know. I didn't hate this. Yeah. Just, you know what? Oh, dude, no one's gonna no one's gonna remember. No one remembered the first one. Yeah, it's true. I was trying and the first one's way better. I was talking um, to people uh about it before and I like really didn't realize that like no like no one no like real people, like you know, like unlike us, like give a shit about Pacific Rim, you know what I mean? Normal normal human beings don't care about this normal movie. Normal human beings don't care about this <laughs> movie or Burn <laughs> Gorman. Um so it it made 101 domestic and 309 worldwide. That was um, so 411 uh, right. Pacific Rim. So it was 411. Yeah. yeah. Um, so P Rim two. Uh, their opening weekend was 30 they made something? 37. Yeah, 37. So this Not one bad. didn't make as much. Yeah. No, that's you know I was yeah yeah. Um, so two made no one really. In, I mean, I saw it in IMAX 3D for some reason. And by for some reason, I mean, like, <laughs> it's still giant I, robots fighting giant monsters. Like, thanks for laughing. At I kind of wish oh, I I kind of wish I splurged on it after seeing it. I was like, you know what? There was some cool. Sh- there was uh, I didn't I thought this was going to be completely devoid of cool, imaginative action beats. And it wasn't. No, there's some cool, there's um, some really fun stuff. I had a couple like there's some good stuff. I I went into this not really expecting to liking it, feeling obligated to see it and being like, I'm going to have a fucking good time, but, oh, uh, boy. And as I was watching it, I was like, I'm kind of embarrassed to be here, but I, 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 was, I was grinning. I was grinning at different times. Like, there's some goofy shit. Like, it's... Uh, Ugh, dude, some of the, the dialogue is horrible. Like... The comedy beats. Especially... The comedy beats mostly, but even just the stuff between like Scott Eastwood and and uh, Scott Eastwood. That's not how Clint. That's not how anyone. John does. Boy, he kind of does, but he's, uh, he's going Clint. He is starting to Clint. He kind of did. Um, 
him and John Boyega, their interactions, like when he's like being forcefully soldiery and like, yeah, I, it just it just was really cringy for me. Yeah, I want to talk about that when we get to it. Let's um, all right, let's get into the plot. So, basic plot: of the first one, there's a portal that opens underneath the Pacific Ocean. Monsters come out. We build big robots to stop them. That happens for a long time. Eventually, uh, Charlie from It's Always Sunny and Burn Gorman meld minds because in order to control the big robots, you got to m- meld your minds together with machine. Um, to handle the load of like piloting such a big thing, and in that one, it's like a whole. It's really important that you need to be with the right person in order to. You like can't just do it with anybody. Uh, <laughs> hint, hint, hint. It's it's uh, yeah. Yes and, I, well, I'll, well, I'll let, yeah, yeah, I'll let you get to through this uh, before we talk about that. And then Charlie from It's Always Sunny and Burn Gorman meld minds with a kaiju, which is one of the big monsters. They discover their plan and find out a way to, to defeat the monsters and close the dimensional portal. Uh, they end up doing that, and also Idris Elba cancels the apocalypse along the way. There's some sick fucking robot monster fights, and the Russian people get exploded. Um... <laughs> And then uh, everyone gets exploded besides Charlie Hunnam and uh, and Mako Mori. Yeah, that's like the best. Rewatching the first one, every time I felt like whenever I rewatch the first one, which I haven't watched in a while, and also I I watched the end of the the second half of the first one with my mom on a snow day the other day because I was just like, look, I'm putting this on. You can join me if you want, but she did not. Also, she did not understand why they were fighting, and at one point was just like. Well, they're just going to destroy everything. And if they fight and then like one of them's going to win and then <laughs> I was just like what is the question here? I I I what do you what I I the monsters are bad. People are in the I don't I don't know. But um I always forget about the very end of the first one is they go through the portal and they're in the alternate alternate universe dimension whatever it is. And it kind of just seems like it, it seems like they nuke the innocence of that, the innocent civilians of that world, which are like trying to terraform, terraform our, our dimensions, Earth, or whatever the fuck is going on. Um, but it's a, well, that's the other thing too. You never that's that's kind of what the sequel does. They never you never really know what they're doing. They're just attacking. Well, they say that they're sending them through in order to level the cities and like hobble us so they can keep sending larger and larger forces out there to eventually completely take over. Like they're sending the first like invasion, like the basically the bombing run (laughs) instead of just cannon fodder. Instead of just sending bombs, they're just sending giant fucking creatures to just like wipe everything out. Um, which this movie retcons, but, uh, so Pacific Rim two picks up, uh, years, ten years later, or something like that, where most of the world's rebuilt itself. Um, our good friend Finn from The Force Awakens, John Boyega, he is Idris Elba's son, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to be a Jaeger pilot. He lives in like the coastal cities, which are still kind of destroyed and like slums. And he's like a mover and a shaker. Like he he'll, he can get stuff, and it's like him getting all the product placement in that opening montage. <laughs> He's um he's party rocking in the house tonight. Um, he's introduced uh, Pascal on a jet ski with like a bikini bikini babe on his back or something like that. Yeah, he loves, yeah. He loves sriracha it's, and Oreos and some insert third product placement here. I kind of so let's let's stop right there. Uh, I kind of liked the world building in this because 
the world building in the first it's one, they do it in the same way. Like, it's really cool. Like, they have the Jaeger pilots on, like, late night talk shows yeah. and, you know, all that cool <laughs> the stuff. Old, the first one um, has a 15-minute cold open. 17. Is it 17? It. It's the, the credit comes up at exactly 17. I thought it, I thought it came up at exactly 15, so... It's seventeen oh oh yeah. It's it's an it's ridiculous. It's an episode of a cartoon basically with a lot of commercials. It's an episode of the Big Bang Theory, yeah. and then the title fucking rolls in. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, well, there's also a big opening battle too. Yeah, I know. It's on part top of the, of the it's part of the cold open. That yeah, it's not it's not just world open. Uh, world yeah, that's true. Um, um, this one kind of does like a cool like montage of like John Boyega is like selling scrap for sriracha, um, which is sold in the same bottles ten years or in twenty twenty or thirty years ago. I don't know. It's well, I, what P Rim takes place in twenty twenty. It's something like that. I think I can't remember because it's twenty seventeen in the cold open. Then it right. flash forwards a few right, years. Right, right. And then this is 10 years. So I think it's like 20. The guy from According to Jim has that cameo. Yeah. <laughs> and the Orville. Is um, he in the Orville? I don't, motherfucker. Yeah, he's in the Orville. Directed by our friend. Uh, you got to watch the Orville. My friend Seth MacFarlane is in it. My, my good friends have. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, d- explain. Did he, uh, he retweeted me the other oh, day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so. so Pretty sweet. We'll get uh, him on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, because uh, his um, other friend of the show, John Favreau, directed the pilot of the Orville, as we all know. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Favreau would catch a glimpse. Um, so, um, I like. The, I kind of like the world, but it's like way goofier, and it definitely sets the tone of like this is what this movie is going to be versus what the first one yeah. was. This um, is, a mo- and I kind of liked it. Yeah. Like it was not what Guillermo probably would have wanted, but. I also wouldn't be surprised if Guillermo did it. Like, he, he liked the sriracha or, you know, like. That is know. true. Guillermo is like, <laughs> you he's, know? Such a go- he's such a goofy little monster man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, he just loves, like, yeah. I, I, I can see I him. I was, like, encu- kind of on board with some I of that. I can see him encouraging it, but not what he would do. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because, yeah. like. I think one of my issues with this one is like it's a definitely a movie for children while the first one is a movie for men man children like 100%. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like so it's uh yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um well especially with the whole B plot of the uh a young adult novel team. <laughs> young adult novel team? Yeah. Yeah, the Ender's Game shit that's going on. Um, yeah, so... So, yeah, so John Boyega, he's a mover and a shaker, and he's doing all this stuff, and he gets in trouble because he's trying to, like, he's... He's like a junker, which is now, like, a trope in a lot of blockbusters right now where he's, like, a junker. He's Ray. He's Ray. <laughs> um, he's Ray, except this time... Finn is Ray. Uh, and so he's trying to get like these Jaeger parts from like a decommissioned like Jaeger scrapyard and he's dealing with Conja Club and then the part the part <laughs> he's looking for isn't there. There's somebody who took it. 
he tracks down the part, and it's a it's a little girl who's there who built her own small Jaeger, which is like a great real steel reject character who's like made out of yes. You know, that's the first thing I yeah, thought. Yeah, man, of. real steel's great. We should do an episode on real steel. Uh, I got to do a podcast episode on real steel on one of these two. Um, the uh, <laughs> But it can, like, roll up into a ball, and it, like, rolls around, and they go through a chase, and Scott Eastwood in a big robot eventually tases them, and they get arrested. And then John Boyega is arrested with the girl, whose name escapes me, uh, and they... Rinko Kikuchi is his uh, half-sister, because she was also adopted by Idris Elba, and she's just, she's now in charge of, like, the Jaeger program. And we Charlie Hunnam, no one knows where he's at, which was fine. Um, and then no one really cares. Um, so <laughs> she gives um, him just real quick. Pause. C- she gives him a choice. You can join up with us. Otherwise, you can join. Go go to go to jail or join the Jaeger program again. And then it, and then he's like, all right, fine. I don't really. I don't want to do that at all. It's like, well, you're gonna have to train some recruits. And he's like, no, absolutely not. It's like, okay, transport's coming for you and your recruits. So it's John Boyega and that girl who built Scrapper. Pause right there. So when I was watching P Room One, P-Rim one. I was like, I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if these if they could talk, if they had like uh, microphones, and then they did it in P Room Two. I liked the way they sounded a lot. I was like into it. I was like, okay, it sounded because it makes. I mean, there's no there's no reason for them to talk to Kaiju, obviously. Fuck you, you know. Kaiju. Yeah, <laughs> give them your <laughs> Could you give them everything you've got. <laughs> Eat first. Elbow rockets. Um, Watch Sons <laughs> of Anarchy. And also King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Um, so I thought that was just like a cool detail. I was like, ah, oh, cool. They, they did something I kind of thought of like an hour before I saw this movie. Oh, it did um, several things that I wanted it to do. But we will get to that. I had a couple accurate predictions, and I just started smiling when it happened. Um, I um, really so yeah. Scott Eastwood in the in the first Jaeger you see, it, like, there's a couple Jaegers in this which are just like bland as fuck, and it's like I don't even know what. Yeah, some of them looked good. Some of them looked like Atlantic Rim. Um, <laughs> the, the orange one definitely looked like Atlantic Rim. I was not into that one. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, was that the sword it, one? <laughs> Yeah, just, like, the way it moved looked really bad. Like, it just, it was, like, first of all, it shouldn't move like a ninja. Human beings can't even move that fast. Okay, let's talk about Um, that. So one of the things in the first movie that's great is that the Jaegers are real fucking slow. It's like they move like they are heavy. And, like, there's only one of them that's fast, and it's the most advanced one. And even still, it, like... Which one is that? The one with the Aussie dad? Yeah, it's, it's the Australian the one? one. That's another thing I like yeah. in the first movie. Every country has their own one, and they're all like yeah. goofy as a result because they're just like stereotypes in giant robot form. They're all kind, of, yeah. They're all kind of like not racist, but like like caricatures of like. Yeah, let's talk about that. Cause like the Transformers <laughs> movies have stereotypes of different countries, and those robot are just blatantly form, racist. But those are racist, <laughs> but this is like the Russian one is like. A big nuclear reactor, and whenever it shows up, it's like Cold War era. Like, no, it's like it's like you know that Russian yeah. kind of chanting. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Australian one, I guess, is just not the troll lol 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 guy, which is like a ten year old <sighs> reference. 
I just I, I forgot like, that happened. That's not, that's that most people watching this probably wouldn't even know what that, that is because it's almost, that old. That <laughs> almost worked though in the movie for me. It it was really close. I, if, I think if they didn't cut to dialogue and they just had a bunch of Jaegers shooting up into the sky to the Trollolo song, like you could. This is going to be an insane comparison I'm about to make. But it could almost be like 2001 A Space Odyssey where it's just kind of like operatic classical music. But like just the halo jump music from Godzilla. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying, you dick. But like it just because it's a bunch of fucking robots blasting off into the stratosphere to a song. that's like la, 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 la. like and, and that and they're shooting up like, yeah, and I like and then the rockets it could have just made it real fun I don't know you could have made that I work like, is my point <laughs> yeah they, they could have made it work yeah I I liked that scene too though because it kind of brought it back down to earth with like the weight of it like it shot off like a rocket you know it wasn't just like like into space it it it's still that felt like it had gravity to yeah. it well oh yeah um, um the there were instances where it worked, and they like kind of went back to how the first one was, and then there were just like ones where the orange one is just doing flips like ninja yeah. shit. But the orange one, I think, was the first one to oh. die. Or it got like ripped in half like right away. Yeah, which was or maybe I think it was like um, the red and white one. I don't even remember what that one did. Yes, the uh, whiplash. Oh, the whip um, one did. <laughs> it was whiplash. I went to my book. All right, uh, all right. I'm just, I'm just gonna just throw this out there. This is Iron Man two. My my <laughs> friend from home said it's yep. like, similar to Iron Man two. Charlie Day, Justin Hammer. Um, yep. No, no, he's Mickey Rourke. He's Mickey Rourke. Uh, the no, the, the Chinese lady, the Chinese CEO lady. She's Sam yeah, Rockwell. But no, it's. Really though, if we're talking, I know. But if we're talking, like he comes in dressed all nice and he's like a dick. So I had this kind of spoiled. He comes in, he shows up dressed as fucking Daredevil in his first scene. He's in an all red suit <laughs> with red glasses, <laughs> like a dark, dark red suit. Direct, yeah. I think I saw that on Cinema Blend. And yeah, Stephen S. Did the Daredevil yeah. TV show, but I was just like, you know, what? that also works because Daredevil's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie's. Charlie, Lord, bird lawyer. Um, I mean, I'm glad. I was just glad he was back. I was very glad. So, well, I wanted to say I saw something on YouTube when I was really bored a while, like a couple weeks ago, where there was just somebody literally shitting on Pacific Rim U even being made. One of the things that they were, I turned it off after a couple minutes because I'm like, what am I doing with my life? But the (laughs) (laughs) the guy was talking about how Boyega was like producer on this. And some of his creative control was like, uh, in the first movie, the robots are so slow. I'm watching it, and I just want them to hurry up. I just want them to, like, move faster. Like, get to it. It doesn't have to take, like, five seconds to punch. Like, let's just make them faster. So this whole thing was to make them faster. But I feel like they showed, them, showed the robots in slow motion so fucking much that it's like, it didn't why matter. not just <laughs> make them slow? They also just showed so many people fucking running in place that... I was like, yeah. okay. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, back so to he, he goes to he goes to cadet camp, space camp, uh-huh. and uh, he runs into Scott Eastwood, and Scott Eastwood is like, hey, I hate you. And he's like, I hate you too. And they then um, they used to be a maverick and used ghost. to be boys. Goose. They used to be, yeah. 
So, yeah, they do, it does kind of have a Top Gun vibe. First um, one try, it had at times. Yeah. Um, so they, they go, and she meets all the new recruits. Uh, the dude... Uh, that looks like the kid from Mean Girls is there. Um, Are you talking about Kevin G? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, Kevin G. <laughs> Kevin G's the fucking man. Yeah. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, not that you care, but uh, he's the only one that dies. Yeah, this movie has, ends with child soldiers and, I wanted, and one of them dies. And I wanted all of them to die. Can I be honest? Um, that's my one critique. Not enough child soldiers died in this movie. The fact that um, one of the tri- at least like when when they killed him, I went, good, this movie killed a kid. That's a really fucked up thing to say, <laughs> isn't it? Because um, it was just like if, if they didn't, it would have been too cutesy. Like one of them had to go. Like that's yeah, and that's just narratively. I'm not like you know what I mean, but yeah. no, no, I, I, I hated that subplot so much that I wanted more of them to die. Um, nothing against children, yeah. but it was just that could have been for three. They should have either went with either all of them and no Boyega or just Boyega. You know what I mean? It felt like there was two movies in one. Yeah, there was a lot. There is a lot going on because like yeah, once they get to the base, it's a bunch. Of, you got the girl. And it's not even that there's it's not even that there's a lot going on. It's just there's too much for a movie that's about robots fighting fucking monsters. monsters. Which doesn't yeah. you know what I mean? And it's also like, this movie has one, two, three, five. Technically six monsters in it. <laughs> there's not that many. There's the pill bug one that like kind of comically smashes the girl's parents on the pier. That didn't look good. It's really yeah. hard to do like yeah, a big yeah. monster squishing somebody and it not coming off like a gag. Yeah, that did look pretty yeah. wonky on the Santa Monica <laughs> pier. <laughs> uh, there's the pill bug one. One almost comes out of one of the breaches and just gets like sliced up a bunch, which I thought was great. I that I was like, kind of I cool. like that part yeah, a lot that actually. That was one of my favorite moments in it. Uh, then there's the three that all go to Tokyo that combine into a mega kaiju, which I guess is four. I don't remember any other of any other ones, and none of them are really memorable in it. Charlie is another one. Maybe you could argue. Yeah, let's talk about that. So this movie's like Iron Man two. So once Boyega gets to the base, the girl goes and meets all the other recruits, uh, who are all just diverse enough to to you know really carry this movie uh they're they're all kids and there's a big russian girl who's real mean uh and and blonde shocker and shocker she's a she's russian um yeah and she's real mean they're button heads scott eastwood and boyega are kind of button heads but they still like each other like they they do that's what's weird i didn't get it i was like do they hate each other do they like each other like i don't they settle in boyega's talking about how sexy he is i don't they both like every time boyega boyega does like a couple times and every time it's just like this is weird yeah he made a, a lot of this movie. Yeah, he made a couple kinda... references to how attractive he was, and I was like, "You, you're saying this around kids and like about Scott Eastwood for no reason." And it's just like, what, "Why? Why are you talking about how yeah. sexy Scott Eastwood is? Like, shut up." Yeah. Uh, yeah. The but I I actually dug their relationship because eventually it felt like they were like good cop bad cop like mom they were like mm-hmm. mom and dad kind of. Um. Also, this was the most. This was the best Scott Eastwood movie I've ever seen. That's something. 
And speaking of Scott Eastwood, they didn't have that shot of him shooting uh, a Transformer. Oh, fuck. I talked about that. They left it out. I talked about that in the yep. fucking trailer, that Transformer shot. You know, you're right. I hated that. And they didn't have it. It would have been in the third act, and it could have been him killing our villain, which let's just save it. Just save it. I want to get to it. I want to get to that point, all right? All right. There's no reason because we do full spoilers. but So they're training everybody, and then uh, so Charlie shows up as Daredevil with this this lady, Shao, who runs a company, and they're trying to make drone uh, Jaegers so that the, they don't need to do the drift. There's going to be Jaeger pilots. Some people, most people are for it. Not the the Jaeger pilots themselves aren't for it. It's probably going to happen anyway. And Mako Mori from the first movie, who's like president of the president of Jaeger, she uh, she is the deciding vote. She doesn't think she's going to go for it. There's this big presentation that's going to happen in Sydney. She's flying her helicopter there. Gypsy Danger's there in order to kind of like, you know, keep the peace. Just kind of, it's like a show of force kind of thing. Then suddenly. Up from the depths, 30 stories high, chainsaws of fire, it's head in the sky, obsidian fury. <laughs> That's the Godzilla cartoon theme. And then uh, uh, an evil gypsy danger basically shows up uh, and fucks shit up. Kills Mako, and then there's big robot on... Yeah. What do you think of the robot-robot fight? I I gotta like kind of because this is the one where they go to the Arctic too somehow. No, that's they he fights him twice. They fight it twice. I think there should have been one okay. more round. I think that was a missed opportunity where I think that Jaeger or like another version of it should have been in the final battle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So they fight. I thought this was a good one. Uh, that's the thing. I all, they all kind of blur together for me, except for the last one, because the last one has the most battles. Most, um, most just shit going on. The Most most shit going on, yeah. Yeah, and it's like pretty obvious where it's like, okay, this is definitely going to be some sort of evil drone, and the, the people who run the drones are like, oh, if we had our drones operational, this never would have happened. And then, like, the vote starts going through because Mako died. But, like, the fight itself is pretty good, but... The city's not evacuated, and they're, like, just fucking up buildings, like, left and right. Like, this is this one definitely is just like, oh, God, there's people are they keep saying that everything's evacuated, but evacuate the city. But, like, there's, there's, it's, it's a lot of people die. Giant the Young Boy reference. That is um, unreleased, oh, boy. That was, um, that was going to be the best, that was going to be one of the best <laughs> moments, though. Um... So yeah, they do. They do evacuate evacuate Tokyo though. I like that. They have they That's get cool. they get everyone in. They get everyone in shelters. Like everyone's in shelters. They, get, they see and you uh, see one of the shelters, and it's like everyone runs into like this tower, and it like it's like a big screw, and it screws itself into the ground. And then yeah. I was like, oh, that's really cool. That was a really cool thing. Yeah, they did some cool stuff there. Um, and then so the first battle was cool. Um, part where it was just like it was just like a sword fight, pretty much, right? Is that am I thinking like? Yeah, because Gypsy has one sword. Gypsy Avenger. It's not even Gypsy Danger. Um, Gypsy Avenger has one sword, which I thought I think Gypsy Danger had two. It never dual wields them, but I think it has one on its one arm in the final battle in the first, 
and then that arm gets like ripped mm-hmm. off, and then it just has another one. And it's like, all right, <laughs> I guess, sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So they they're mostly fighting with swords. Uh, there's there's a kind of fun part where it's uh, where Gypsy gets uppercut up a building and kind of like that was cool. Like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like a goofy like fucking carnival game. Um, and then the gravity sling was kind of fun where it just gravity yeah. slings a bunch of cars together and then just like whips a fucking shitload of cars at it. And it's like, ah, uh, <laughs> like that was fun. There's fun moments now. It's a good, it's a fun fight. This, yeah. And then, uh, so it eventually gets it to scurry away. It scurries away, right? It kill it. Uh, Rinko there. Kikuchi gets blown up and then, uh, Boyega wasn't able to save her and then it just kind of like goes back into the ocean while uh, Gypsy's down because Boyega gets out of Gypsy um, so that he can go and like check on her but she's she's gone and because he's out of it like Gypsy's out of the fight so it just like it flees basically no one knows where it goes because you can't track it probably <laughs> science yeah so then everyone's freaking out they're like what the fuck is this thing but the drone program gets pushed through it gets rushed um, and then probably more teen stuff happens. Let's see. I think I want to say this scene happens around this time. John Boyega goes to visit the girl from the beginning and she's training how to drift. And there's just Sarah who's a brain in a jar. <laughs> yeah. Good. That, that, that was, I dug that scene. Cause it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's talk. Like, that's like a good throwaway thing that happens, but it's like fascinating. <laughs> the, well, that's what's interesting. Like, what are the creden- what is Sarah? What are Sarah's credentials to be a disembodied brain to drift with? Does she? Did she have a choice? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. And like, also, it kind of goes against like she, is she just drift compatible with everybody. You know what I mean? Is she just like a, a default brain? Yeah, like I don't, dude. I don't know what. <laughs> and like he's like, oh, there's that raises that that raises way more questions than they're still using Sarah Boyega was a like in training ten years before. How long yeah. has she been doing this? Like, because there's those like cancer cells from I forget the woman's name, but there's that like cancer cells that are still being studied and like grown off of like this sample from like this one woman from like. 30, 40 years ago, like probably longer than that from like years ago. I forget what it's called. It's like, huh. they've like grown them and stuff like that. Like it's, it's crazy. Um, it's one of those, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, that's, that gave, that bumped it up a little bit. There's like, there's enough like little things like that. I think in this movie that keep it afloat. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, th- I they do a good job of like not ignoring the world, yeah. you know, that they, they're not just, it's it's easy to fall into the sequel trap of like, all right, well, people just want to see shit fight each other, so let's just do that. But it, it doesn't do that. And weirdly, and this was one of my things that I thought this one did better than the first one, was I think Boyega is a better lead uh, than Hunnam by far. Like, he's way more charismatic. He didn't have much I don't know if I like the ca- good dialogue. I don't think I really liked his character as it went on. Like, he was kind of fucking annoying and, like, I felt like this. It felt like a John Boyega vanity project, and I was like, "Wait a minute, is John?" I it was did. like, it I, did. I literally, while I was watching, I was like, "Is John Boyega annoying?" 
He, I got the impression that he he was like before this movie even became a thing. Like I follow him on Instagram, and I was like, I feel like you kind of suck. Yeah, like he's. It, it feels like ego and stuff already. And like if he was producer on this, and like his whole thing was like, oh, we gotta have the Jaegers keep moving. We gotta get him faster. Like, what if he was just like, no, there's no reason it should be raining. It's like, did you like? Well, let's have the fights in really sunny well, environments. It's like, are you fucking? What are you talking about? Let's, let's have the environments in the fucking grayscale airport battle from fucking. But it's like blue. It's like, like clear blue skies though. Gray sky. It, this this was like blue fucking sky. It? Yeah. It's the same thing though yeah. that you're saying. It, this is just a brighter just, movie. Yeah, it's it's more saturated. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's just uh, you see everything. There's no shadows. There's Which was no what contrast. makes the first one. That's what makes the first one like fucking hold up. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's it, the 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 textures are all there. The rain on the 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 rain and also yeah. the water getting thrown around is like amazing. There's a shot where like the Australian one starts running and it just like in the ocean. It looks fucking crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. I I saw it in the first trailer. I was like, this looks fucking terrible. Like, this is just like, not like looks like the movie doesn't look good. Like, visually doesn't look like it just looks flat. It looks yeah. It looks like Atlantic Rim. Watch the trailer for Atlantic Rim. You'll know no. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm good. Watch it. Trust me. No, no, I'm fine with that. It's and instead of like two Jaeger pilots, it's like a submarine team inside of one. It's, it's, it, it, it's like they okay. just like found. S- now I'm on board. I would watch an entire <laughs> movie that's just one fight of an into like the build up, like the fight, and then like the aftermath of like one team all controlling a big robot like that. But it's also a submarine movie. Like, what's well, the thing? They probably just like found a cheap submarine set that they can shoot on. They probably <laughs> just had one. Yeah, uh, that'd be amazing. Like, there's just a part at the end where it just springs a, la- a leak. It's like, oh no, there's coolant. Oh, we're getting like we're covering coolant. Uh, vent the coolant. It's like water, though. Um, yeah, it, some of it looks like pretty good. Like some of it, I was, uh, yeah, it it's pretty much like on par with 2014. <laughs> um, but um, some of it looked like really bad. Yeah. So everybody starts. Charlie shows up. Charlie shows up and he's still there. He keeps talking to Burn Gorman. Burn Gorman has a a plan to like make rocket fuel, and he's like, "I want to make this rocket fuel." And Charlie's like, "Nah." And then it's like, "Hey, remember when we drifted with a, a kaiju and saved the world?" And then Burn Gorman's just like, "Yeah, I still have nightmares." And Charlie's like, "Man, which still was pretty cool, huh?" And then I was like, "Hmm." And then they they eventually track down the robot, and Charlie also is just like, "You got to meet." Alice, I really need you to meet Alice, my, my girl. Uh, or he doesn't say my girl. He's like, I need you to meet Alice, blah, 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 um, to burn Gorman. Because uh, they kind of lose touch. You find Charlie, like, comes back like he's fucking Mr. Hollywood in this movie. And it's, it's yeah, really he's good. Got, it's great. Yeah, it's he, he's all decked out. He's got fancy glasses, the fancy clothes. He's got it all. It's a good bit for yeah. uh, old Charlie Day. Um, yeah. It's a good game for his character in this one. And then, so... He works for the Lady Shao, and he has to up the the production of the drone Jaegers. Uh, meanwhile, Boyega and everyone else fi- figures out where the rogue uh, Jaeger came from, which was some place in Siberia. So they go to check it out, and it 
the evil Jaeger Obsidian Fury shows up and like blows up the facility where it was like built, then you never learn anything about that place, which I kind of thought was cool. Um, mm. And then they fight and they kill him and they rip off its face and they find out that there's a fucking kaiju, a man-made kaiju brain in there. Cut back to Charlie, who goes home, and he's talking to Alice in the other room, and he's telling her about the day he's had and blah, 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 and it's a really weird scene. And then they eventually show Alice, which is a kaiju brain in a fucking tube, uh, and he... In his bedroom. In his bedroom, as, like, sexy music's playing... Uh, He's like, let's get weird in the bedroom. And he goes in there. He says something like, let's get freaky in the bedroom. (laughs) Yep. And then he puts on a headset and he drifts with it. And it's like, oh, fuck. And that's what I wanted. I wasn't sure if they were going full for it, but kind of was. So, yeah, they find out that it's a kaiju brain. It's man-made. They don't know where it came from. And then uh, Xiao and Charlie... They they were able to get all the, the 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 drones made and they start shipping them out, but when they start shipping them out, something goes wrong, and suddenly they. St- Although they also simultaneously find out that Shao was made like they made that dro- oh, Obsidian they, Fury that they find they're like oh Shao wires them this way yeah right like, right, right this right, was right. made from Shao or this came from whoever's working at Shao and that's when you kind of realize oh Charlie's up to Charlie's up to no good well you don't know for sure yet because. No. Well, they you find still think that it out. could be her. Burn Gorman is given a mission, and he has to go try and talk to Charlie because they're like, "Well, go talk to Newt; he'll help you out." He, he, he's got to know about this. And then, I have a mission. Yeah, and he's really excited. Burn Gorman comes alive in this movie. Um, he really shines. He's really good. He's good. He's got. I feel like he's like he's got like a he's a solid supporting actor. Like he's no um, who's that guy who was in all the Oscar movies this year? This guy pissed me off. He was in Men in Black 3. <laughs> you remember how that was nominated for Oscars this year? I mean, it took him a while, but... Uh, Josh Brolin? No. <laughs> no. Tommy Lee Jones? No. Uh, it's He was in Shape of Water. He was in Call Me By Your Name. Michael Stuhlberg. Oh, Richard J... No, Michael Stuhlberg. Oh, he's, oh yeah. He, oh, my God. He is in Call Me By Your Name. He's the yeah, dad. Yeah, he's the dad. He's, like, the and most reliable, the, like, supporting oh actor God. right now. He's the best. I love that guy. He's killing it. He's in Men, Kill the game. He's in Men in Black 3, and he's really good in Men in Black 3. Yeah, Men in Black Three was not going to give that one away for me because I, I did not remember him in he's, Men in um, Black Three at all. The weird alien that like can he come he can see like every universe's possibility. You know what I'm talking about? Oh he, yeah, he's great. He's I also only saw Men in Black Three once. So this week, <laughs> I saw Men in Black Three once no. this week. Um, uh, like in, like in theaters. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Burn Gorman goes to try and talk to Charlie, who's at this point. The drone Jaegers have now turned into Jaeger-Kaiju hybrids and are attacking everything. Which I liked. That was kind of cool. I thought that was really fucking cool. And then they're both freaking out. They're like, oh, shit. So they're like, what's Shao up to? So they go. Charlie steals a gun from somebody, and there's a great line where he's like, I will everyone get out. I will shoot you. I will shoot you twice if you don't even get out of my way. It's great. And then they go to, like, a (laughs) computer. Like, they kick the Shao lady out. And go to a computer console, and then it's like, all right, we gotta hack this. I put in a secret backdoor code, and I'm gonna put it in. And before it, like, the move, this reveal is really fucking good, actually. Like, Burn Gorman's still cheering him, and it's like, yeah, you put in a, a backdoor, very, very sneaky. I like this. And then it's like, breach protocol activated. And then it's just like, wait a minute, what? 
they don't even like do. I don't even think there's like a record scratch. There's not like that thing to be like. Oh, wait, what? It's just like, oh yeah, I put in uh, this, and it's like before you even realize that he switched. He's like, wait, what are you? What are you talking about? I was like, oh, I'm doing what I was trying to do the last ten years. I'm ending the world, and it's like, oh yeah, evil Charlie. <laughs> Charlie in his bad place. I was so fucking happy about that. Yeah, it was a cool twist. I I was like kind of just like thrown off, which is I guess the point, you know. It works. I was Yeah, no, I think that's it was one of the few twists that I actually didn't really see coming in like a movie. I rewatching the first one, I was reminded how much I wanted that from a sequel. I was like I feel like it's the logical step where it's like he he talks about. Well, he's such a fangirl. Like he's such a groupie. He's got the tattoos. He kind of sides with them, and also he mind yeah. melds, and it's like a hive mind. So it's like that would have fucked him up. But also, I remember. Um, well, I also just like that there were consequences to it because he didn't cut out his eye like Hannibal Chow. What? Remember how Hannibal Chow was like, you got to cut out your eye because he he drifted with the brain. No. And that's how they can connect with him. No, that's what are you talking about? No, that's not. That's not. Hannibal Chow says that he tried. He went to a uh, a, a civilian shelter once, and then he kind of like leans his fucked up eye at him. To no, he says I tried drifting with a kaiju brain once, and that's why Charlie. Remember Charlie's eye is all red. He's like, did you try drifting with one? Look, I did. And he cut it out so that he wouldn't. The, right? right? That's what I thought it was. No, he real. No, I always got the the impression. No, he's, I thought he says that about like trying to hide in a civilian shelter. And then it's like, now this is what happened. I lost my eye when I did that. Yeah, I'm Ron Perlman. No, I think it's because he drifted with uh-huh. one. And, that's, and he cut it out because he was still connected to it through his eye. Uh, does he have like a scarred up eye? Because he didn't cut out his eye. Um, or like he, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't really. It, it really doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, no, it does. <laughs> Getting real heated about. We are. I'm just curious. That would cool. To, I was. I was. I was waiting for him to come back too because he didn't die. You know, he's like, God, oh, be cool, Fanable Chow. Well, I thought somebody mentioned him in the at, like early on. Um, but they might have said Shao. They said somebody was like, Oh, I get, heard you gave. I thought they said I heard you gave Chow the slip, but they might have said Chow, because there's a Chow and a oh, Chow okay. in this. And what do you what do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but either way, Charlie's whole plan is all of his Jaegers are going to reopen a bunch of breaches throughout the Pacific Rim, and they're going to release a shitload of monsters. There's going to be like ten of them, and only three get through. One almost gets through, and he gets all cut up before everyone like stops him. I think the Burn Gorman or somebody. Burn Gorman and the Shao lady stop him. They try and shoot him, but he like runs off. Burn Gorman's like, "Don't shoot my friend." <laughs> <laughs> um, they're still good in him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're like, "We got to go to Tokyo, or we got to go to Japan because Mount Fuji's there." I was like, "This is fucking stupid." <laughs> the Mount Fuji thing. Because if they get in, if the kaiju's bleed, there's into precious, there's precious uh, minerals there. Yeah, that it if, would hot magma. <laughs> um, and if it mixes with their blood, it's like the rocket fuel, and it'll blow up. The, it'll start. It'll set off the ring of fire, 
and terraform the planet because that's what is this a DC movie? No, because this was <laughs> suddenly a Universal franchise, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, Univer- Legendary switched hands over to Universal like right after Pacific Rim came out. No, really? I thought yeah. Kong. No, no, no. Kong and Godzilla, I thought were legendary, and they're Warner Brothers. I think. I feel like maybe maybe it didn't take effect until. I don't know. I just know that there was a big deal that switched them over, but mm. I don't know. That's interesting. Legendary, maybe, legendary that's probably, is good. Yeah, I like legendary. That might also be why it's not a two. It's Uprising. Yeah. They're trying to, like, rebrand it and make it their own. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I also feel so, like that plot explains why it's called Pacific Rim a little bit more, where it's just like that's their goal. Ultimately, it's to blow yeah. up and set off the whole ring of fire around the Pacific Rim. Because at one point they say, the Pacific Rim. And I went, that's the name of the movie. I went, they said it. Sean, that's the name of the movie. That's um, the name of the movie. Um, <laughs> so, it's going to hit up Mount Fuji. Also, there's a whole side plot with kids. Uh, it's dumb. Um, try, oh, and at this point... Now they need the kids to pilot the Jaegers, so then John Boyega gives a rousing speech to all of his child soldiers about how they got to, like, fight. And oh, my God. That was so funny because he's like, I'm not going to give a speech like him because I wasn't like him. And then he does it anyway. <laughs> I don't remember what he said. I literally – I started getting really uncomfortable because I was like, this shit's It wasn't like as good game. as he – was, he wasn't canceling on Apocalypse. Though. I guess, oh, God. Charlie, Charlie Day, that, that line, line with Charlie. Yes. He's got this great speech. you tell you the one about canceling the Apocalypse? Oh, it was great. great. Yeah, to be right. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I, like, that twist is really handled well where it's just like you think he's so – Goofy and ridiculous, but then it's like, no, he's the most evil fucking bastard. Like, not really. He's being mind controlled by a bunch of space men. But and then it, yeah, yeah. And then like you can kind of his voice changes and it just kind of gets a little exorcisty. I was like, okay, okay. I, they're jumping the shark just enough for me to get on board. You know what I mean? I like, f- I feel like I was also suspecting it because a couple of reviews I saw before were talking about like they do something with Charlie's character and like, oh boy, I don't think it works. And I was like, I don't think this is gonna be evil Charlie. But I also was hoping. That's yeah, I I didn't really. I heard that too in a review, and I was kind of like, eh, whatever. I, I just I'm gonna just tune it out and see what happens. Yeah, um, I thought it was just gonna be he's fucking a brain or something. Then again, that brain did have tubes that were moving, so. Sean, could, you could, uh, that's the R-rated, it's the unrated version. Sean, um, that's the version I'm going to be Googling later. And by Googling, I'm going to put my wiener in that monster brain tube. I'm keeping that in. Um, oh, good. So, <laughs> um, so I guess this sets up the third act. Wait, the, one one, child. one other thing that happens though. They all they talk about the Mount Fuji plan. They gotta find out how they're, they they find out that the three monsters that got through are all gonna converge Mount Fuji. There's not enough time to deploy the Jaegers. Burn Gorman's gotta use his rockets, and they're like, Do you, is there enough time to make this happen? And he's like, in theory, sure. And they're like, and in theory means I guess we can get it done today. And then. He says something like that, and then it's like sla- smash cut into. <gasps> and I had a big, goofy fucking grin on my face. I was like, oh, this works. And I did too. Yeah. I was like, 
Fuck yeah, that was a great moment to use it. Yeah, I think that they didn't waste it. They didn't waste it on something dumb. They didn't waste it on something cliched like of the first shot of the movie, Gypsy Avenger, or the movie. Yeah, um, I think or I'd, like the title card or anything. Yeah. Like they, they fucking they they saved it for the fucking perfect moment. Yeah, it's like the well, you know what? Going back to the Power Rangers movie, the Power Rangers movie <laughs> when they do the actual old theme song. I <laughs> that did not belong in that movie. I'm sorry. I don't care. <laughs> I loved it. I loved yeah. it, but I was just like, what? When I saw that in theaters and they played the music and like recreated like that shot from I think the credits, I started laughing and was so fucking happy. I was like, "Duh, this is fucking great." And then immediately the dialogue is everybody saying Krispy Kreme like every five seconds and I was just like (laughs) I like then I couldn't stop laughing because of that I was just like I'm so happy at how great and awful this is all at the same fucking time yeah, that Krispy Kreme was arguably worse than like the IHOP Sears and Man of Steel. Like that was really bad. It's hands down worse. It's like head and shoulders, but head and shoulders kind of works. You know what I mean? In, like in, evo- in evolution. Like I at the end of Power, yeah, yeah. At the end of Power Rangers, it's just like <laughs> it's like Goldar's almost at the Krispy Kreme. Guys, we can't let him get to the Krispy Kreme because if he destroys the Krispy Kreme, we're all done. It's like, well, he's he's almost at that Krispy Kreme, and then all, we're gonna cut him <laughs> off at the Krispy Kreme. They say it like everybody <laughs> says it, and it's like right after doing the theme song, and it's just like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. <laughs> it's great. It's really good. Everyone go watch it. It's on Prime now. I want to Yeah, see, I saw it on Hulu. And I want to see a sequel to it. I really do. I think that if they did a sequel to that movie, it would be fucking great. I think if Pacific Rim got a sequel, I think I think Power Rangers would get a sequel. Uh, it didn't sound like their plans were to have like 6 of them, but like they said they're going to do like Tommy and stuff. <laughs> One at a time, just one at a time. I agree. It's just, it doesn't it's do that much sequel setup. One either. at a time. Just make no. I mean, just do the Green yeah. Ranger. All that, all the lore with the Green Ranger is set up in this one, in the first one anyway. Yeah. Rita used to be it. Just have her give him his coin. Or give her her coin. That Bing Bang Boom. Have her watch yeah. everything from the moon, or have him find it, and then he just starts going crazy. Like do that. I don't He's care. like an astronaut or something. He's on the space station. I don't know. No, her her staff, I think, stayed on Earth, which had her green coin in it. So all he has to do is find it, and then he turns into, like, evil. Make him Venom. I don't give a shit. I also got Tesseract Loki staff vibes from that. The, mm. Her staff. Yeah, that's true. It's got, like, a dude's jaw in it, too. It's fun. Um, anyway, enough about that. Um... Yeah, so then everyone's got to fight in Tokyo, and there's three uh, three kaiju that you don't get a great glimpse at at any point. There's one that looks like a little devil. So I I had a really I noted this too. I had a really hard time placing who was in what kaiju, or who was in what Jaeger. Yeah, and who was with who? Like I didn't even know who was together for at least half the battle. I was yeah. like, show two shot, please. Like, a two shot. Oh, I didn't know what the fuck was going on at all. And this is like the it's like the easiest thing to do to just fucking show a two shot. Yeah. And then they finally do with the three of them because the three of them it's the um, tall guy, rippling abs, dude. Uh, 
the girl, main girl, and Russian girl are in the three person one. Russian and Russian, Russian girl, girl gets to fire them, and she goes, Aah! and I was like, uh, yeah, okay, that's that's, <laughs> that's kind of cool. That's that's. I liked how it could shoot, yeah. how it could pop out the back and out of the front of it. That was a coherent yeah. sentence. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was that that was cool. I just like you know, I didn't know who the hell was in that one until that happened. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. I didn't know any of that. I, you didn't really know anything about the monsters. The like one was like a spiky four legged one. One was like a little little devil man, and I don't even know what the fucking third one was. Like I couldn't. Well, because it doesn't matter because the human centipede and make one big one. Which, let's talk about that. Charlie is, like, watching everything from on top of a building, and he has an iPad, and he unleashes, like, a thousand drones that somehow fuse all of the the kaiju together into a mega kaiju. And it says mega kaiju on someone's hologram screen. (laughs) And then... How did this get through Shao? Like, how did no one pick up on this? That in wasn't their company? established at any point in the movie that there was nanobot technology or anything like that's a thing that just happens, and I am so there for it. Like, great. Well, I. <laughs> it's a quick scene. Like, a quick scene. Nope. That's it. No. No, <laughs> no setup. Just Cybernetic urban assault bear. <laughs> like, I. Like, well, I, you do plant. You, you do plant that seed with Garbage Man, though. So. <laughs> Garbage man, and don't forget when she looks at her files, she's looking at robot yeah. schematics. You, you set it up, you set it up, dude. You know what you're doing. Hey, can I uh, talk about Barricade real quick? So, I did yeah. a, a sketch show that uh, me and my friends do in the city last week. I'm, I'm amazed I didn't tell you about this, but last week, uh, a couple we weren't sure if we had the video sketch from one group and we weren't sure if another group was showing up, so we had to scramble to find something to fill it with, and somebody's like, we could always just watch something from all, online. I was like, well, I mean, we could always watch my senior thesis movie. So the show ended with us showing the audience my movie until like I was like, we're going to just play this. You can leave whenever. Don't feel obligated. Two people tried to leave Right after the door closes and it goes into the third act, and I was like, "No, nope, you're not allowed. <laughs> you're, you, you made it through this part. It is the best part. You, if you made it this far, just fucking stick around." And honestly, when the last shot came up and it reveals that the narrator was a bear the whole time, I was like, "How did I forget that? That's how I ended this fucking thing." <laughs> <laughs> It made me... And it's you! It was me, I know, it was crazy. It simultaneously made me laugh real hard and incredibly depressed. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what we look for in our films, though? Um, Yeah, anyway. So... Yeah, so now I have a mega kaiju, and it's fucking everyone up. And it's kind of cool. I thought that fight was cool, I guess. I was like, yeah... That's the thing. It's kind of a mishmash. There's some cool shit. Uh, not as much cool shit as Guillermo. There was there. There was like oh, there's one shot where it punches a car and the car alarm goes off. Yeah, that was like definitely the sequel shot of the uh, the beads, the fucking yeah, beads, the beads. But the thing is though, the beads that is, looked really fake, and the beads was all practical. I know, but the beads is like also the dumbest thing in the world and the fact that that's the one practical shot is like what (laughs) (laughs) like that's why that movie's great where it's like that I feel like is the whole summary of the entire movie where it's just like I'm here with El Toro oh they missed the punch we're gonna follow the punch through the building and it's gonna hit a little B 
beans clacking and it's going to set him off and then we're going to go back to the big fight. It's like, why? <laughs> why Why do you want to do that? And he's like, <laughs> why not? <laughs> and then we're going to explain, Doesn't, then I'm going to explain the fish man's dick. That's what he said next. <laughs> um, so the... Yeah, there was a shot. He, like, punches an Acura or something. Yeah. A car that, like, blatantly exists in this year, but the movie takes place, at, like, 30 years in the future. Yeah. 15 years that in the future. That was fun. Um, then Scrap. the battle just... The, they fight, and... Uh, it's climbing oh, Mount Fuji. So it's climbing Mount Fuji. How does it end up in... How do they end up... They, they fly... Oh, this was cool. All right, so... Uh, it's like kind of getting like overwhelmed by the human centipede kaiju, mm. and which would actually be the scariest the, design for a kaiju if it was just a big human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> kaiju centipede. Um, the uh, they start getting overwhelmed. All of a sudden, Scrapper comes out, which was an amazing shot where it falls from the sky and there's like a curved building and it goes into ball form and it like whips around the building. That's a fucking pinball. That was fun. I like that a lot. And the head of Xiao is operating it remotely like the drones. No, she's in it. Um, she's, she's in him. No, I thought she was operating remotely. Is she in it? Oh, I don't know. Boy, I don't know. No, I, I thought she was in it. Oh, but actually, man. No, because no, now um, I remember that shot where she's like in a warehouse and it zooms in on her doing the goofy run that you have to do. And I was like, why'd you leave this in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she well, can also, barely do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, so many people running in place in this movie. Um, yeah. So they solder a rocket. To its hand, which I was like kind of into. I was like, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool. I shit. like that idea. And they fly fly um, up into space. Flies up into space, ditches the rocket hand, and just fucking Superman flies into the kaiju. And they eject uh-huh. mid flight. And then the whole thing. Or no, because Scrapper Scrapper's oh. still attached. They hop into Scrapper. Scrapper becomes their escape pod. That's right. Yeah. Also, the girl jumps in on the ship because <laughs> Scott Eastwood gets a Scott headache. Eastwood, Scott Eastwood gets a headache. <laughs> and he ditches. And that's where I'm assuming he would be. That's probably where he what started if, shooting. He just shot Charlie. Because, like, he knocks out Charlie. But if it was just like, Charlie's yeah, like, the I fuck guess else would he be time for plan out? B. Yeah. And then suddenly Charlie turns around and it's just Scott Eastwood with a big machine gun and he just shoots the fuck out of Charlie. Like what if that That's probably happened? what it was. I mean, I feel like he would have been fighting some of the small, or the small guy, the small like little microbots, the nanobots. Yeah, but like those, I don't know what the fuck was up with those. Which were really probably like the size of cars. Yeah, they would have had to have been. Do you think yeah. those three kaiju um, enjoyed getting fused together? Do you think they? I enjoyed? doubt it. It didn't look comfortable. Yeah, but they seemed cool with it afterwards. Like they're like, I guess this is just us now. <laughs> All right, you want to go check out Mount Fuji? <laughs> Get in the car, we're going. We are the Um, car. (laughs) Puts down sunglasses, we are the car. Um, Where we're going, we don't need to mount Fuji. Um, So, the, they, Superman flies in, fucking blows the shit up, 
Um, they hit it and it explodes, but the whole thing was like, don't get its blood in Mount Fuji, basically, or if there's a lot of it, it'll blow everything up. And I was like, so why did you explode it with Super Punch when it's on the lip of Mount Fuji? That seems, and it, well, no, when they hit, like, they explode and it does like a shockwave yeah. thing. I was like, that seems like that you just caused whatever you were trying to prevent. <laughs> like, that didn't look like that's something you should do. That was my first instinct. I was like, wait, what? Like, that's. <laughs> I'm expecting like kaiju just be raining pizza pieces of kaiju just yeah. raining on John Boyega. Yeah, and they do a cool thing where it's like you see the the, the kaiju like rolls down the hill and then you're you're looking at its face and it gets back up and it's like <sighs> it roars again. It's like oh fuck, they only punched it like that might not have killed it, and then it falls over and you see that it's like in pieces and that's just like the top torso of it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that, that actually worked. That got me a little bit where I was like, what the fuck? It's still alive? Because, like, that thing was huge. Yeah. Like, they did a... It was three kaijus. Yeah. It was fucking... It had, like, four brains or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he came, like, a video game boss, you had to take out all the brains. That worked for me. Um, I'd play the shit. I mean, I'd play the shit out of a Pacific Rim video game. Why is there no Pacific Rim video game? Let's go make that it's game. Probably, game. There's probably, like, a fucking dumb, like, a- Apple one or something. But Yeah, no. Um, Give me, like, an indie PS4 one that's, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they win. The good guys win. Uh, John Boyega has a snowball fight. Hard um, cut to title. <laughs> yeah, and then, then post credit scene sequel setup, which is like just the it's a pre credit scene. Yeah. Charlie and just make it a scene. Just make it a scene. <laughs> Charlie in a chair. Charlie in the chair factory. Charlie in the kaiju factory. Charlie in the Jaeger. Charlie ah, in the Jaeger factory. Nice. Well, he's in a Jaeger factory. That'll probably be in the That's honest true. trailer for it. Charlie in the Jaeger factory. Let's put money on. Uh, yeah. Uh, take that one, Spencer Gilbert, yeah. if you want it. Um, the what was I gonna say? And I actually, if they do a third one, the John Boyega is like, we're gonna go to you. It's not gonna be Kaiju coming to Earth. Like, you know what I'd love? Our protagonist is an alien being from Kaiju World. And it's Pacific Rim 1, but now it's all, instead of, like, they create kaiju to fight the Jaegers that come through the breach. Well, because... <laughs> I'd watch the shit they, out of that. What, are, what do they call the the guy? The because there are other types of alien, the precursors, Ooh. yeah. So it could be a precursor, and it's from their perspective. I'd watch the shit out of that. Because, like, that's the, again, that's the best part of the first one. I forget about it every time. But that scene where they go to the other side feels like it's like you're watching just the citizens of that world get nuked. And, like, Gypsy Dangers mm-hmm. and, like, Christ Pose, it's real fucking weird. And it's it, none of it is explained. <laughs> it's just a weird thing And it's just kind of like Alright let's wrap up this movie But it's like real fucking weird and goofy I, I, I don't know It's I like it So We're basically getting Independence Day 3 set up um, It is Yeah no it is We're taking the foot to you And so, uh, John's Jeremy John's compared this To Independence Day 2 And I was like It's not as bad But I see where you're going with this Yeah No you're right I don't know um, I I, but, I gotta wrap this up, but yeah, no, I I like went in with really low expectations, and I came out of it like honestly that wasn't that as bad. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Solid C plus in my book. I gave it the first one. I gave a nine out of ten. This one I gave like a six point five seven. Yeah, so. 
I'm in. But that. I'm also I'm also partial to these. Like I, I'm I'm a little biased towards these movies because I love them. But same. Uh, hey Sean, do you want to wrap it up? Because if I don't pee right now, I'm going to pee my pants. Okay, Andrew's about to pee his pants. Um, a couple more things. Um, I have my review on the pop topic. I believe I think it's up, but if not, check it out within the next couple days. Um, and uh, yeah, I I thought it was an okay movie. There were some problems, um, a lot of problems, but they did some things better uh, than Pacific Rim One, particularly with the lead and John Boyega. Um, some interesting twists, some interesting turns. If you have Movie Pass, absolutely go see it. If you don't, man, wait for it on HBO or whatever. Um, unless you really want to see a third one, then go pay for it in theaters because it needs the money, just like the first one did. Um, and with that, I'm going to. Go, maybe. We'll see if Andrew wants to say anything else. If not, thanks for listening. I, um, I didn't make it. <laughs> uh, I, I peed my pants. Oh, God. You peed everywhere? I'm still recording. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, sorry, uh, sorry, I had to leave. Any, uh, I said my piece. Any last thoughts? Um, like I said, solid C plus. I'll see part three. Um, I would absolutely see part three. I mean, I'm still on board. I'm going to see Han Solo, so obviously, like, that's where my bar is at right now. If I'm gonna see Han Solo, I'm gonna see Pacific Rim three. God, fucking. That Solo. comes out also in like two months. No, a month. No, two months. No, yeah, end of May. It's Memorial. It's oh. Memorial Day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Unless they changed it, why would they push it closer? I don't know. That sounds terrible. But man, I don't know. Um, no, no, it's it's Memorial Day. You're right. I just don't know. I'm feeling uh, next talk. Ready Player One. Yeah, I'm gonna try and see that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff out. Skin, skin, good reviews. I'm curious. I also am gonna try and see Island of Dog or Isle of Dogs. I'm dying to see that. Yeah. I just watched uh, Life Aquatic the other day for the first time. I was dying. I thought it was really funny. I've never seen it. I, sh- I should watch it's, it. It's on Netflix. You should check it out. Is it? I, I was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. It's yeah. on Netflix? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Um, yeah, check it out. Um, I kind of wrapped it up, so if you want to say anything else, um, speak now or forever hold your peace. Got anything uh, coming up? My Burn Gorman fan club is going to be meeting. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad they, they also the, the montage was kind of dumb, but I'm glad that that was the music that led into the montage. Yeah. You know, actually, you know, I want to talk it's about that. I think speed ramps and a lot of slow motion just look like shit. And I think at this point, I just don't like well, it anymore. Am I old? <laughs> especially when it's like a CGI shot getting zoomed out and zoomed into another CGI shot, and it's all connected through C. It's like not even there's no unless no. they did it. Like, I seriously doubt they did it practically. No, they didn't. Like, I, I hated that. Like, I hated the look of that and, like, what was going on. But even still, like, I don't know. Um, the show with, like, a normal fucking montage. Yeah. But also, I'll give Steven S. tonight credit. This is TV his guy. first feature movie. Yeah. First feature movie, too. And it's the $150 million first feature. Or $140 million, I don't know. Whatever the... It was 140 140 130 something like 150, that. 150 
It's in that range. I think it's 150. In that range. Which which is kind of low for today's standards, especially for what they're doing. Yeah. But there's there's a couple things that seem cheap, and it's super light. It feels very kid-centric. But, again, I actually really wasn't comfortable by the child soldier thing. And I think the, like, recruitment and, like, you're going to find yourself. It really did feel like it rec- we're recruiting kids for this army thing. And I was like, that's in the world of the movie, but as a message to actual children. Yeah. I also, like... I, I came up, I wrote my review for this, and I thought that it would have been a better setup for the whole movie if it went the other way because they won. So they might have been more lazy with their Jaeger program. And then they would like have like these rickety old Jaegers that haven't been used in 10 years fighting the new round of kaiju. And I thought that would have been oh, we gotten, a little. We would have gotten fucked up. That's what like, it would have been yeah. an uphill battle, which I think is always good for a sequel. And also, That's just true. to me, would have made just as much sense for the world. It's like, we won. We have no reason to keep this going. Instead, they doubled down on it, made drones have a recruitment pro. Like, it's, it, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I get it, because, like, even in real done, world standards, we still keep up our I think they could have done something whatnot, where it was about the spectacle. I think they could have done something about the spectacle of Jaeger versus Jaeger. Could have been, like, a thing that, like, people invest in now or it's like well now we can have fun we can have jaeger versus jaeger and dude like ufc but with jaegers or like like real steel with hugh jackman <laughs> <laughs> there's one there's one that they fight in that movie that's there already is a movie he's got a cowboy hat and spurs but it's a robot <laughs> It's in like five seconds of the movie, but it's it's the or Jaeger porn, dude. I'm gonna put my. You know someone be into that. I'm gonna put my dick in that brain too because it looks like <laughs> it was like sucking on that glass. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that's my one. That's my gross comment that Sean may or may not edit out. Oh, I'm not cutting that oh, out. Fuck me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. I liked it. Uh, again, some of the propaganda aspects, no good. Over, like, I had a good time. I saw it on a Sunday afternoon. Saw it like one thirty on a Sunday. Uh, I enjoyed the three D. The three D. The IMAX was fine. Three D was pretty good. Three D in the first one. The first one I think is one of the best three D movies. I um, saw that in IMAX three D and was like blown away. It's amazing. Um, there's so much fucking texture, all the rain and everything. There's, there's just a lot going on, but it's not like confusing. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Oh, there's one thing I want to talk to you about. Have you seen the trailer, Sean? I'm just switching gears for a film called I think this the the uh, the house with a clock in its walls. Because you're gonna want to. The house with the clock on the wall. The house with a clock in its walls. Just YouTube it. Do you want to go live watch right now? Yeah, we can. Let me, you know what? Let me, um, pull it up. I found one. I'm going to, I found the link. I have paused. Do you want me to send you a link or did you get it? Uh, official trailer one, two minutes and nine seconds. Yeah. Are you on the universal pictures one? Yeah. All right. I'm at zero. Okay. Me too. Three, two, one, click, synchronize. Jables. Yeah. Magic Jables. 
Dude, the people behind this is an insane team. But I'm like about it, you know? I saw an Instagram post from the set of this. Yeah. Oh, Kate Blanchett. I never, yeah, they, I never heard of this. Because Jables was all salty that Thor Ragnarok used Immigrant Song, and so they did a video about it on the set of this. Because <sighs> she's in Thor Ragnarok, obviously. Oh. But this... Oh. This looks, I'm kind of into this. I'm very into this. Do you know who's directing? Don't look, don't look it up. It'll come up. I'm not. But it's Amblin, and they use the old Universal logo, which... That's good. Zemeckis? You're gonna you're never gonna guess. It's mm. oh, creepy, creepy, creepy. <laughs> How's the clock go, Jables? It's time. <laughs> I, this they show the same shot of the at the start. Right, was that a was that a Taylor trailer tease yeah. for the movie? That was J- that's Jables th- throwing a fireball, man. It kind of looks like Goosebumps, but it's not. I was going to say, it looks like Goosebumps slash Jumanji. Jables is just cashing in right now. So this is a throwback horror Amblin Universal joint. The fact that it's Amblin is amazing. Sean, do you want to know who's directing it? Oh, my God. Eli Roth? What? But it looks good. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant to shoot. I meant to send that to you. Earlier. Uh, I didn't get a chance. No, I. Uh, did you see? Wait, wait, wait. But Sean, Sean, but Sean, Sean, Sean. Jables just threw a fireball. I know. I'm gonna see for Jables, not for Eli Roth, because yeah. Eli Roth consistently disappoints me. So yeah, he's no good. All Have right. you seen Knock Knock? No, I don't watch Eli Roth movies. You should actually see Knock. That's the only movie I haven't been disappointed. In. All right. It's amazing. Anywho, all right, I'll let you go. It was fun. Absolutely. Great talk. It was a fun Pacific time. Rim. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.